didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, November 20th, 2011. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 174. And uh, Grant, a little bit of news around this week, and uh, let's kick it off talking about Air Australia. That's right. We mentioned them in the uh, previous episode of the Australia Desk, and uh, they're kicking off with some fares between Melbourne and Brisbane, in addition to some of their other existing domestic and international routes. They're also applying for uh, access to Vietnam. Go, guys. Let's see how well they can do, and hopefully they won't have the same problem that Tiger had at the start, because they've got a very small fleet, and uh, Tiger just tried to do too much with too little and got in trouble. So hopefully that Air Australia have learned from that. Yeah, it's looking like it, and I'm surprised to see them already pitching at uh, heading to Vietnam when they're also looking at uh, heading across to Hawaii, they're looking at introductory flights between Melbourne and Brisbane for $69. So those are really uh, Tiger Airways type fares. So mm-hmm. uh, boy, they are really going to go after Tiger. So uh, that's not going to make Tiger happy, Grant, because uh, they've reported a financial loss. But they have been cleared by CASA to increase from 22 to 32 flights per day, which will allow them to increase their capacity and maybe add an extra couple of routes to uh, coincide with the Christmas rush. Talking in Singaporean dollars here, because they are a Singapore-based uh, company, they're saying that they they made 49.9 million Singaporean dollar loss, which equates to, at the current rates, 38.7 million US dollars. Uh, that's for the second quarter, which ended September 30. At the same time last year, they reported a 14.1 million dollar Singapore dollar, that is, million dollar profit. So, uh, boy, things have turned around for them. But, uh, yeah, as they're getting back to a, a full uh, schedule grant, uh, I'm sure they're going to turn that around because, uh, as we've often talked about, everybody has their price. And uh, I really don't think, despite all the bad press they get, that they really have a lot of trouble filling those aircraft up. Oh, no, definitely. There's always people were willing to pay as little as possible and still complain later but mate speaking of turning things around it's not really turning around it's more so much spinning spinning in the spot that's Qantas and the unions still going on Joyce says he's optimistic on a deal but uh, now there's uh, the CFMEU uh, wanting to call a general meeting Fair Work Australia may take the uh, unions and Qantas to arbitration international unions are talking about joining in it's getting really interesting in there ho-hum still waiting to see what happens mate yeah it's interesting the CFMEU now that's um, that's rather because that's the Construction, Forestry, Mining and Energy Union. One would have to wonder what business they have poking their nose into the airlines, but uh, they are a, a very, very powerful construction union here and probably, actually probably the most powerful union in this country if I'd had to think about it. They're also a shareholder in Qantas. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, secondary strikes, if that's what they're planning uh, under the previous legislation, uh, secondary strikes where people, other unions go out in sympathy of their fellow unionists uh, were illegal, but uh, perhaps under the current Fair Work laws brought in by the Gillard and Rudd government, uh, perhaps that's changed. Mate, they are finding ways around it. It's called international. You know, they're going to do a a couple of uh, rallies outside the Australian High Commission in London. The international unions may step in. So uh, while they can't do anything in Australia, there's nothing to stop people doing stuff in other countries, is there? Mm, That's very true. Anyway, mate, uh, going on here, uh, just uh, looking at this, an interesting PR move here by Qantas. They're trying to get their staff to wear thank you T-shirts. Uh, they're actually polo shirts that say uh, thank you across the back with the Qantas logo. Uh, they're also looking at some um, other perks to uh, give out to frequent flyers and so on who were impacted by the, the outage when they grounded themselves. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Everyone's being promised free domestic flights to make up for it. Everyone's being promised uh, all sorts of goodies from membership of online groups and wine connoisseur groups and all these other things. Uh, it remains to be seen whether the um, those people who were impacted by it will be happy by what's being offered. 
I know if I was one of those people that was re- were impacted, I don't think that would sway me one way or the other. I mean, give me good service and, and get me from point A to point B where I want, you know, which is what I pay them to do. And you can keep all your uh, cheap, you know, bags that are made in China for three cents. I don't care. I don't want them. You're still waiting for Tiger to apologise. That's exactly right. Now, Grant, just as we wind up this week, it's been an, an interesting week for a couple of uh, very unique aircraft uh, rolling into our skies. First amongst them was, uh, of course, Air Force One. Dun, 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 no, no, we did that last week. Come on, we did that last week. Viva el president. Uh, no, no, no. Come on, Mr. Secretary. We, we, we did that one last week. But, oh, uh, okay. Anyway, Grant, uh, interesting just going back to Air Force One there. That Boy, they must turn that aircraft around quickly because uh, Obama was only in the country for, I think, about 28 hours. He stopped, uh, spent some time in Canberra, headed up to the Northern Territory to make an announcement, bringing uh, a couple of thousand US Marines uh, to be rotated in and out of bases up there to train with our army, which will uh, which will be great for the local economy up there and great for defence ties, of course. And then he was gone. He was off to a, uh, a conference up there in Indonesia somewhere. So, uh, boy, uh, the, the crew of that aircraft, they must be busy people when they're out on tour like this. Oh, definitely, mate. But uh, don't forget, it's not just the VC-25, a.k.a. Air Force One. You also get a pair of C-17s, a C-5, uh, which was carrying the vehicle support equipment and Black Hawk helicopter, and also a uh, VC-32 and a chartered Delta Airlines 767-300. So that's a fair bit of uh, heavyweight people thudding down on Australian soil. Well, that's all really impressive stuff. Also impressive, mate, was the arrival of the uh, Dream. Dreamliner. First time the Dreamliner has ever been here in Australia. Yeah, the Dreamliner uh, ZA or ZA, if you speak Americanese, 001, uh, arrived here, the testbed aircraft, or one of them, uh, after uh, transiting across the Pacific. It actually uh, went from Seattle to uh, Auckland first and actually had the uh, Air New Zealand chief pilot aboard to uh, have a look at that. Spent a few days in Auckland and then made the trip across the Tasman to Sydney and then down here to Melbourne. Unfortunately, we weren't able to go and see it at all because we're a bit busy with our day jobs. Qantas has uh, firm orders for 50 of these aircraft over the next uh, several years and are uh, looking uh, to have those aircraft coming into service by mid-2013. Now, interestingly, I noticed when this aircraft came in, Grant, it had uh, a Qantas decal on one side and a Jetstar decal on the other. Uh, and Alan Joyce actually confirmed at uh, the welcoming ceremony for this aircraft that uh, Jetstar will be getting the first Dreamliner to enter That's service correct. with the Qantas group. That has been the plan since the beginning was that Jetstar would get the first ones and then Qantas would pick them up as well. That's still on, on the cards. And uh, yeah, funny that they have those decals on the aircraft. Got to wave the flag when they come in, I guess. But an interesting side note with something else that was announced at the same time is that John Holland are going to provide Boeing Gold Care on 737NG and 787 aircraft. So well done, John Holland, picking up some more work. Well, I guess, Grant, uh, now just be- just before we finish, now we did mention our Gorilla Geeks uh, assignment for people from last week, which was to tell us where the uh, Centurion Cylon appeared in an episode of Airplane Geeks. Now, actually, we had a little bit of traffic on our own website about that, but we actually want people to send it in to uh, the geeks at airplanegeeks.com, and uh, I might send the answer across to Max during the week. But uh, actually, Grant, last week, Grant, I said within the last 50 episodes, well, that was a bit mis- disingenuous of me, actually. You were so naughty. Let's say it's somewhere in the range from episodes 90 through to episode. 110. There you go. That narrows it down to 20 episodes. So there we go. Somewhere between episodes 90 and 110. And I've got an Airplane Geeks button that I will ship to you all the way from Melbourne, Australia to the first person that can tell us the answer to that question. Imperious leader. Absolutely. By your command. Okay, Grant. We were consulting the Cylon Book of Tactics when the ground came up and hit us. (laughs) There you go. All right. That'll do for this week. Until next week, I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm still Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.